Hi there, my name is Mary Kilolea. Welcome to the To Be Boulder podcast, providing career insights for the next generation of women in business and tech. To Be Boulder was created out of my love for technology and marketing, my desire to bring together like-minded women, and my hope to be a great role model and source of inspiration for my two girls and other young women like you. Encouraging you guys to show up and to be bolder and to know that anything you guys dream of, it's totally possible. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Hi there. Today's topic is relevant to all of us, and I am thrilled we're having this discussion. As we know, diversity fuels growth, innovation, and success for everyone. We are joined today by Sanjita, the founder of GoTerra, a global career growth platform for women in STEM. Before coming the CEO and founder of GoTerra, Sanjita has had a rich and diverse career in tech. She was the vice president of connections at Amazon, where she led an organization that develops and operationalizes products that reinvent management, science, leveraging big data, technology, and data science. Prior to that, she spent nine years at Nielsen in various roles, including head of global client operations, chief diversity officer, and global head of data science, and chief of business process improvement officer. Her experience also includes nine years working for GE Aviation, where early on she acquired 27 patents and was successful in leading different business groups to have high impact with huge business results. Sanjita, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the invite. I'm looking forward to our chat. Okay. Well, looking at your life in tech and the various roles that you have had over the years, um, you've accomplished so much. Um, What is your secret to success? (laughs) Well, uh, there are lots of people who have achieved success like I have, or maybe even more. Uh, But I'll share with you some of the things I did to get to where I am today. Um, I think. One of the secrets was really focusing on the job that I had and delivering on it and having fun while delivering it. Um, So you know how we talk about, um, are you passionate about this area, this field? Do you want to take this job or not? Once I took the job, I created a passion around it. Mm. And I said, I'm going to love it. And that's what helped me feel good about it and deliver, make the rest of the team feel good about it. And that creates a track record where you don't have to look for a job. I, In my whole career, I probably have looked for jobs maybe twice. And every time I was tapped on the shoulder to come and uh, explore new things, and it has worked really well for me. And it requires less work from you too, because you don't have to look for a job. <laughs> So what is it like being a woman in tech, um, especially when you've been a minority in the room? Um, Maybe you weren't encouraged to be a leader or, you know, the the business world didn't embrace you early on in your career. How have you dealt with that? So the interesting thing is my whole career in corporate world has been in aviation, energy and technology. Very, very male dominated fields. Mm -hmm. And um, I just. Uh, thought of it that as a norm, like right from college. Um, in my college, it was ratio was one to hundred women to men, and uh, graduate school it didn't change that much. And when I went to my first job, it was the same thing. Um, and so I kind of just took it 
as it came. And I didn't really pay too much attention to it. People were people to me. It didn't matter whether I was the only woman, I was a woman of color or the color person in the room. Um, I didn't let it bother me. And I think that helped me because then I was not focused on that. I just simply, so I didn't care whether you're a man or a woman or whoever else. Um, I just focused on the job. And if you work for me, what mattered was how you worked and uh, how you delivered. So that helped me. And I think there are ways to get past this feeling that people have. Um, and you have to teach yourself that mm. and not um, let it bother you. So there's some secret sauce in there too. But um, <laughs> over the years, have there been particular roadblocks or roadblocks that have come up? What is your strategy in kind of navigating roadblocks? So maybe I can give you a couple of examples that will help uh, kind of look at the issues that we all deal with at times. Great. Um, so one time there was a job that I was interested in and the guy who was very supportive of me throughout my career just assumed that I had a little daughter who was five years old. I didn't want to travel. So the job wasn't even presented to me. And then I found out I told him, like, let me make that decision. Maybe I want to travel and maybe I have ways for me to manage how I take care of my daughter. And I want to make that decision. And, and so that was um, helpful to have that clarity of discussion with your manager. So they're not doing it intentionally to stop you from growing. They think that they're actually helping you mm-hmm. in the process. And, and most of the men that I feel that I have come across in my career, um, um, I have not intentionally did anything to stop you from growing. You have to have the conversation when something happens and then they realize, oh, okay, mm-hmm. they didn't know. And um, sometimes you'll get some comments that are like, where did that come from? So I was talking to one of the senior HR leaders in the company at one point, and I was thinking of switching roles. And I was just doing an exploratory discussion. And in that discussion, he made a comment that was just so off the wall, uh, where he said, well, most of the folks with Indian origin are software engineers. That was one. And the second one was, they mostly are subject matter experts. They don't really go for leadership. So I I, I actually told them, should I take that as a compliment (laughs) and I'm different or should I take that as an insult? And the conversation very quickly ended and I decided not to have the conversation with that guy again or look for the job in that organization. (laughs) So it was their loss, not mine. That's the way I saw it. So you got to apply different things to different uh, places where you uh, see there is an opportunity to educate. And then uh, in other places where you feel that the bias is so strong, the tide is so strong, you might not be able to change. And then you go to a place that actually offers you a better environment. That's great advice. Um, I'm really excited to talk about GoTerra. You left a very prestigious job to create a company from the ground up. What has that been like for you? So this has been a very exciting experience to transition. So I have been in the corporate world over 25 years, Mm -hmm. very comfortable, been doing well, had really wonderful network. Uh, But I always had this in me that I wanted to kind of do something on my own. And around 10 years earlier, I, I wanted to 
going that route, but my husband was trying to uh, launch his company. So he said, we can't both take the risk at the same time. <laughs> so I'll let you go first because you exactly know what you want and I'd be your financial backstop. And uh, and now he and his company are doing well. So I said, okay, now you be my financial backstop <laughs> and uh, I'll take that risk. And, um, um, and it has been very exciting to kind of combine two things. I have always been passionate about this topic of gender parity, and I have always felt that women can do so much more for employers, for organizations, for society than they are actually doing it today. How can I, can we get them to uh, stay in the workforce? And, and, and I have done it one-on-one individually during the corporate life where people would come and tell me, hey, that 15-minute conversation a year ago changed the trajectory of my career. And you think about, okay, how do you go scale that and do it in a big way so you help women globally? And, uh, and then combine my business experience and technical experience that I have uh, to create a sustainable business. So it's not a... Uh, organization that's always looking to raise funds, but is making money mm-hmm. to actually create this in a sustainable way. So when I'm gone, Gortara lives forever. I love that. And, and that's really um, amazing that you would think that far out how your company could live on and continue to do the work that your mission was originated from. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love that you're helping women stay and thrive in STEM with their careers and helping companies. I mean, I think you're feeling a big challenge that companies face for retaining and growing their STEM talent. If you had to say what your ultimate goal is by combining the two, what what is that? So, you know, and even before I launched the company, I wrote a business plan. And in that business plan, I learned that from Amazon, writing docs, of uh, creating uh, what they call it, PRFAQ, uh, press release frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. And in that, uh, my ultimate goal is gender parity, gender parity of 50-50. If, if from college we are graduating 50-50 men and women in all fields, why shouldn't they be 50-50 in every level in the company and the organization? Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal. Fabulous. Um, okay, so you started GoTerra in the spring of 2020, basically during the pandemic. <laughs> um, how long prior to that? Now you talked about, you know, your husband um, was able to drive his business, and and you've been thinking about this. How long prior to this had you been thinking on it and kind of reworking this to make sure that you had that differentiation in the marketplace? Because there are a lot of companies today that do serve women. How is your company different? Yeah. So I had been thinking about this topic off and on for about three to four years prior to launching that I I, I felt like uh, this is my second mountain. I needed to do something to make an impact. And also, I and I'm not one of those people who knows how to uh, raise money for charity. So I know how to run a business. I know how to run a successful business. So how do you create a business that I'm really passionate about? So every morning when I get up, I'm happy. And, and th- this is why even at the tough times in my startup today, uh, anytime I feel a little down, I just go back and look at my platform feedback from my members. And when you read the feedback, you say, this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. We're making an impact. 
Um, and the differentiation, you're absolutely right. There are lots of people, lots of companies doing different kinds of things to help. And they all should because they're all biting at that apple in some way or another. And, and it, it all gets us to that gender parity. Uh, what I saw the gap on is uh, coaching or mentoring one-on-one is not scalable. Mm-hmm. And also, it's probably not as safe space for sensitive topics. Uh, with, with your mentors within the organization, you kind of, if I were leaving a company within the company, I wouldn't talk to my mentor about leaving the company. I talk about all the other business stuff, but not that. Mm-hmm. So how do you create, how do you reimagine mentoring and upskilling in a scalable way that is not available today? And that, that's where the innovation came uh, um, I know you're a very data-driven um, decision maker and you love data. Uh, talk about some of the stats and research um, that it kind of awoke you to the, to the problem. Yeah. So, you know, um, there's a lot of data in the literature about uh, women leaving the workforce and a lot of levers you probably hear about, uh, like the benefits that the company offers, the flexibility the company offers, or the organization offers, uh, having role models and things like that. Um, contrary to the popular belief that that's what helps them grow, that's what gets them through the door. So, yeah, they'll say, oh, that's a good organization to work for. But that's not what makes them stay mm-hmm. or grow or stagnate in the organization. What makes them stay or grow or leave is how valued they are in the company. If they're getting bullied by someone in the company, do they have growth opportunities? Are they getting dumped on at work? And what I mean by dumped on, we all talk about work-life balance, and mm-hmm. it's mostly with women we have this conversation. But at work, you get dumped on about organizing a meeting, taking notes. And I'm an engineer, just like you, a software engineer, electrical engineer, chemical engineer. Why should I be taking the notes and not you? Mm-hmm. And um, and and some women I have seen uh, t- handle this really well. And other women uh, have trouble. And so we help them uh, with this process. And, um, and, and, and as, as I think back in my career, um, some of those things that I talk about why women leave or stay and stuff, um, I have a thick skin, so I handled them well. But there are a couple of things I did. And, and, and as I look back, and I could have done better if I had something like Gotara. Mm-hmm. What is one thing about women in STEM that you have learned that you didn't know about it before kind of starting your company and, and you know, starting this journey three years ago? When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Now. 
So, you know, um, one piece of data that may be um, uh, very uh, known across, uh, but may not be, I'm not sure, as I talk to employers, some of the employers know that well and some of them don't, is about 40% of STEM plus women leave their career within five to seven years. And that is a huge loss to the employers. It's about $9 billion. And I'm not even counting the loss to the individuals. It's probably almost equal. GDP loss and all the losses that you see. Now, in most organizations, when you think about that, you'll say, oh, women are at this stage in their lives, you know, they want to raise their family, that's why they're leaving. On the surface, you know, it sounds, maybe it is, that is what is happening. And I thought maybe I was different. I I don't know, I was different and I (laughs) I continued to work. And then when I launched Gotara, I started interviewing. I started talking to a lot of people I knew who had left the, uh, the STEM roles and also who I didn't. And lo and behold, I find that 95% of these women would have loved to stay Mm -hmm. in the workforce. They were pushed out because of the environment of the work. Um, And maybe a few examples were because of home environment, but majority was work environment that could be changed. They wanted financial independence. They wanted the sense of belonging. They wanted intellectual stimulation. And they regret it. But I mean, to the society, how can you say that for a woman, it's always hard to say, um, I love my job as much as I love my uh, son and daughter. Fathers do it all the time. Yeah. Why can't women do it? I always said I was a better mother because I worked. Yeah, I absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I think you're more balanced. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so... uh, Talk to me as a new member to Gotara and what perks do I receive? What kind of support can I find? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have um, two sites of uh, Gotara. Uh, mm-hmm. One is B2C, the other one is B2B. The B2C, if you become a member, uh, what we call, we have reimagined mentoring. So it's called just-in-time nano learning. So we give you bite-sized nano learning. As you come in, you may say, my manager threw me under the bus and this is what happened. And I totally disagree with what happened. How do I handle this? You'll get something within 24 hours from us. Uh, and, and these will be from leaders who have lived in your shoes. So they're not, this is not an HR advice. This is not an advice from a leader. This is an advice from some person just like you who lived in your shoes, went through stuff like this, who responds back. So that's the biggest thing. That is where we differentiate. And then we do Terra Talks, where we bring in some really smart, successful leaders to talk about a topic that is relevant to this audience. And you won't believe that sometimes we are doing some of these Terra Talks at Pacific time, California time, and we would have people from Europe and Africa in the middle of the night joining Asia. Um, we also write ter- terabyte blogs uh, about topics that are relevant to them. We have just recently launched Terra Techniques where we do workshop, like how do you brand yourself? STEM women have a hard time branding themselves. We are going to run that in a, in a, in a few weeks. Um, and then for the employers, we have additional stuff um, where 
uh, we offer upskilling nano, uh, through nano learning. Uh, so what are the skills they can learn and apply back uh, at, at workplace to grow as leaders and to create the pipeline of leaders. And we offer uh, constellations for them to engage with each other and learn from each other. And obviously networking for everybody. That, that's fabulous because I know some smaller companies or even mid-sized companies, even large, don't have the, the budget or infrastructure dedicated to having an organization that supports women in that way. Yeah. So it sounds like your company has that training arm, if you will, for companies. Yeah, absolutely. And we are talking to a lot of companies, like especially mid-sized companies and sometimes even larger companies. And I'm going to not name companies, but even some of the largest companies don't have great training programs. And uh, so they look out uh, to see how they can retain their people or they just keep, keep losing uh, right. so a very high rate, and especially in the pandemic. It has gone up even further. You know, and what you said about um, someone responding at first, I thought it was an automated response or some AI, you know, it's it's a combination. So, for example, if I came for an advice and I asked for a specific question, like I'm going to present to the executive team and I've never done that. I'm a technical person. Help me figure this out. So it's answered once. If somebody asks the same exact question again. Mm. What's the point in going and asking for this? So we curate the best advice possible for them to serve it up. That's awesome. Um, And forgive me if you just touched on this, but I didn't hear the STAR program. Yes. So this was a, um, uh, the employer programs are called the STAR programs. Okay. Uh, They are called uh, Rising Star and North Star program, where they nominate these women to join uh, our platform to go through the upskilling uh, that we just talked about. Okay. Um, how does someone become a STEM career advisor? Very good question. So majority of the folks in the beginning were through our network, our mm-hmm our leadership team's network. So we knew them, we had confidence in them. So the few things that we look at um, for advisors is what is our need? What kind of people we need to make sure that I have, we have representation of all different kinds of folks based on our audience of um, engineers and scientists and program managers and business process uh, people and all that. So what's the need? And then what's the qualification of the advisor? What's their experience level? And what's their genuine style of providing advice? So we want some references. We want some, uh, so people can dominate themselves too. Mm-hmm. So we have started to uh, take on people who are really passionate about it. We interview them. And um, and, and, and so um, uh, we are onboarding a whole bunch of new advisors as well, because a lot of folks who come to join our platform, they say that I want to give back. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is some of the folks that who have uh, uh, given advice back, it's just awesome, awesome advice. Um, I mean, I read it and I say, wow, this is, I mean, this person has only eight years or 10 years of experience, but look at their advice for an intern who's just going to join the workforce. That's a fabulous, fabulous uh, feature. What are some of the popular challenges that you've seen come in that kind of get asked over and over again? Obviously, there are themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the, the interesting thing is during the pandemic, a lot of people are thinking about changing their fields, mm. changing the type of role they have. Um, and so everybody is kind of foraying into new area. 
because they can they feel like they can explore because it's now a virtual world and even sometimes different countries different cities which hasn't happened before and so now a lot of that is happening and then because of the pandemic uh you also uh get a lot of questions on how do you grow mm. uh when you are not there in person and how you can leverage the technology to grow and then there are obviously lots of issues voice on the table my ideas are being stolen by my manager um uh things like that i my voice doesn't get i mean this happens a lot where uh, somebody comes up with the idea somebody else takes credit for it or somebody says the uh, talks about their idea and it is unheard of uh it, 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 people just ignore it and then five minutes later somebody else says it and <laughs> now it's a great idea and and so those are the kinds of things like your voice being heard uh at work how do you grow at work and how do you explore doing different things those are some of the very common things and then we get some very sensitive questions we get actually sensitive questions where maybe you won't even discuss it with your partner or manager or mm-hmm. friend but you will share it here because we give you the opportunity to be anonymous and um I, even if I knew you and you asked for advice. I may not know that I'm giving you advice. Yeah, the the things that you touched on, sometimes you, you hear about them and you're like, oh, those can't possibly happen. But if they do happen, and mm-hmm. it, and it's so great to have, you know, women who have been in those roles or lived it turning mm-hmm. around and saying, here's what I did or here's what you can do. Um, yeah. what about pay? How does the topic of pay get talked about within this um, community because to me, no one talks about what they make. So you don't know what to strive for. You don't know how to compare yourself. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good point, but we get a lot of questions on pay. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of question on compensation, how to negotiate for compensation when you're starting a new job or I've not had a raise. How do you go back and ask for a raise? Uh, So we do get a lot of questions, Um, but you know, you Google some of the stuff, you can actually find it. I mean, as, as a founder, as a CEO of my company, as I was beginning to open roles and look for what is the right level to pay somebody, I could do that search and find out. So you, as an individual, can do that search and research mm-hmm. to know whether you are at an average or above or below. And um, so, yeah, it doesn't get talked about, but Glassdoor, a bunch of other companies do the survey all the time. Great advice. Um, okay, so when you reflect on your career, mm-hmm. what are you most proud of? You know, uh, this is something that dawned on me only recently. Um, I mean, I can talk about my launching a new company and a bunch of other jobs, but what I went back to was I was actually speaking at a university at Texas A&M about innovation. Like, how did I get these 26 patents kind of thing? Mm. And as I was putting my pitch together, um, I uh, uh, put in a uh, slide on my daughter because my daughter was born right before all of that. And so as I started looking at that and and I said, you know, I've been telling the story to when I go to these forums and people talk about 
when you have a kid, you kind of take a step back and you take any, you're okay with it because you have made that decision. My husband and I both did that. We saw our colleagues move forward and we were okay with it because I did decline a bunch of jobs because they required a lot of travel and I didn't want to travel when my daughter was an infant. But what I saw was from innovation perspective in a different way, I was so, I mean, 40 years, I got 26 patents and two books. I don't think I was more productive in any part of my career than that. So that's what I'm proud of now. <laughs> my my first few years of my career. That's amazing. Yeah, 20, that, the patents, we could have a whole conversation on how to go about doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What does to be bolder mean to you? You know, um, I love your uh, podcast name, Bored. I, you, I'm sure you've uh, heard of the book Bored by Peter Diamandis. Yes. Uh, I loved that book. And I, in fact, uh, required my team at the time in data science to go through it. And I said, we need to be bold. We need to be doing this, that, and the other. Um, I have a mantra called no risk, no gain. And, and I apply that to... Um, to my career, and um, and I have done that a few times. I was the first person in my family, extended family, to come to U.S. from India, and and some of the twists and turns I've taken in uh, in my career, people say, "Oh, what you're going from R and D to marketing? What's that?" And I, even I felt that. But looking back, I'd do it again. And launching uh, a startup at the stage that I did, a lot of my family and friends and colleagues said, what, what are you going to do? And I just, I find adventure to be the biggest motivator Mm. of uh, things to come in the future. Couldn't agree with you more. Where do you see yourself and Gotera in five years? So I'm hoping that (laughs) in five years, um, we would be thought leaders in this field of um, gender parity and how to drive that gender parity. And we would be the go-to resource for women in STEM and their employers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what is our hope globally. That's amazing. Well, I, I believe you can do it because I love what you're doing today. And I think it's only going to grow the more people who know about it. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. How can people learn more? Thank you, Mary, for hosting me here. Um, uh, people can actually join our platform, gotara.com, and message me on the platform and ask for advice. We'll get connected. Fabulous. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the episode today. It was really fun chatting with my guest. If you liked our show, please like it and share it with your friends. If you want to learn what we're up to, please go check out our website at 2bbolder.com. That's the number two, little b, boulder.com.